0: Hi everyone. Today will be our last life group study for this term. Uh, We're going to be looking at the last few verses of Romans chapter 11 verses 33 to 36. Uh, They are the Apostle Paul's declaration of praise to God at the very end of his 10 chapter 295 verse theological treatise on salvation which runs all the way from chapter 1 verse 16 through to where we finished in the last episode in chapter 11 and verse 32. As a church, we've been studying this incredible portion of scripture for almost one and a half years. And what a journey it's been for us. So much has been covered and so much has been learnt. I mean, we've learnt about the state of humanity apart from Christ, uh, the depravity and lostness of all mankind, both the reprobate Gentiles and the disobedient Jews. Uh, That we all are alike under sin, condemned and totally powerless to save ourselves from the dominion and consequences of sin under which we as humanity have been reeling from the very beginning and still are. We've learned how God in his love has provided redemption through his son Jesus Christ. Uh, A redemption that is by grace. In other words, it cannot be earned and therefore is through faith And not through works of any kind. We've also seen that just as Adam's one transgression has negatively affected humanity in its entirety, causing death to come on us all, so the righteousness of Jesus, his one act of obedience in going to the cross for us, positively affects all those who are baptized into him and united with him through faith, resulting in them receiving justification And being sanctified through their belief in the truth and the work of the Holy Spirit in their hearts. We've also come to understand the purpose for which God gave the law. It was never given to save us, but to show us just how wretched we all are and to direct us to Jesus for salvation. And lastly, we have seen just how certain the salvation of God's elect and their ultimate glorification is despite their suffering in this present age, and how God is working out everything in the most amazing way to ensure that all those whom he foreknew, all those whom he will call, both Jew and Gentile, are saved. As we've studied what Paul wrote, as we've been delving into the deep things of God that he has been expounding to us, we have been delving into the depths of God's riches and wisdom and knowledge And in many ways, we've been searching to understand God's judgments and fathom his ways. And there have been many things that have been difficult for us to grasp. Things that we found hard to accept. Things that have challenged our perception and understanding of God to the very core. And most, if not all of us, are still grappling to understand how all that Paul has taught us fits and works together in the perfect harmony that it does. Paul was acutely aware that this would be the case as he wrote this letter. And so as he brings us to the end of this incredible journey into the mind of God, as he looks back on all that he's been teaching and he sees just how marvelously God has woven everything together to accomplish his purpose to the very last detail, despite human sinfulness and rebellion, despite everything that has gone on in human history, All he can do is burst forth in this rich doxology, this heartfelt declaration of praise to God, which we are going to look at and discuss today. It's found, as I said, in the last verses of chapter 11, verses 33 to 36. So let's just read it together. Romans chapter 11, verse 33 to 36. And we read there as Paul writes these incredible words, oh, the depth Of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how fathomless his ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has first given to God that God needs to repay him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. You know, as I read these words, I must wonder whether our study of this great letter has brought us into the same realization of how great God is that it brought Paul into. When I hear him say, oh the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, the picture that comes into my mind is that of a group of people trying to explore the depths of the deepest ocean in a submarine. And at the end of it all, after going down, 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 and down, and just seeing more and more water, coming up and exclaiming in absolute amazement, it is so deep and it is so vast that it will take us eternity to be able to see it all. You know, even with the, the insights and the revelation into the mysteries of God that was given to this great apostle Paul, he knew that there were things about God that neither he nor anyone else would ever be able to fully grasp and understand. And so he cries out from the very depths of his being, oh, the depth, the depth. I just see that ocean. I just see that darkening green mass of water. Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. His judgments are unsearchable. His ways are unfathomable. Who knows his mind? Who has ever been his counselor? Think about it. When God put this incredible, complex plan of salvation together, all that we've been studying as we've gone through the book of Romans— he didn't consult anyone. He didn't need to. He didn't need to share his mind with anyone. He didn't need to bounce his ideas off someone or get someone else's feedback. He didn't even share it with the angels. God put this plan together all by himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And from that time on, he's been revealing it bit by bit through his holy prophets and apostles through the writings of scripture and giving us his creatures, both humans and angels, the privilege of seeking to understand it and in so doing gaining glimpses into his all-surpassing grace, mercy, power, and glory. I'm sure that this is exactly what we have gained as a church through our study of Paul's letter to Rome thus far. I know that I certainly have. My knowledge and understanding of God have been challenged and they have it has been shaped and even in some ways changed. I don't know about you, but I'm not the same person I was when we began this journey. The scriptures have had a work in me. Just understanding and delving deeper into understanding what Paul wrote and uh, gaining and seeking to gain the understanding that he had of God and of God's wisdom and God's knowledge and God's riches and God's incredible, awesome power and glory, I can tell you that I have been changed. And for that, I am most thankful to the Lord. Today, as we end our study for this term, and as we end this portion of Scripture, this incredible uh, theological treatise that Paul penned all those years ago, I believe that what we need to do as life groups is just to spend some time reflecting on all that we have learned through the study of Romans. Right from the beginning, right from chapter 1, right through to where we are today. And how we have been challenged and stretched in our minds, in our hearts, in our understanding by it all. As we do so, let's particularly consider the seven attributes of God that Paul extols in these few verses. And they're going to come up on your screen so that you can have them before your eyes as you go through them. So let me just list them to you and then you can just hit the pause button and just take your time to go through these different attributes. I'm going to put a few scripture verses on uh, the particularly the first attribute uh, that you can read but On the other attributes, even where I haven't put scriptures, I'm sure that there are going to be some scripture references, some scriptures that will come to your minds that you can bring up together as a group of believers. And so just spend this time just discussing these various attributes of God and just discussing how our study of this incredible portion of scripture that we have been going through for the last year and a half has impacted your life. So here are the seven attributes for you to keep in mind as you do this. Number One, his riches, and uh, as you go through and discuss and consider this attribute of God, the riches of God, uh, just think about or look at and read Romans chapter two, verse four, Romans chapter nine verse twenty three Romans chapter ten, verse twelve, Romans eleven verse twelve ephesians one seven and Ephesians chapter three, verse eight. then secondly, consider. God's wisdom. So the first one is his riches. The second one is his wisdom. The third is his knowledge. Consider the knowledge of God. Fourthly, the fact that he does not need anyone to tell him what he should do or how he should do it. Fifth, the fact that he owes nobody anything. Sixth, the fact that all things are from him, through him, and to him. And as you think about this, particularly consider those words, those three little words, from, through, and to. Paul said all things are from him, through him, and to him. So just discuss and think about what that means. And then last of all, the fact that all the glory belongs to him and to him only forever. Then at the end of your time of contemplation and sharing, why don't you spend some time together as a group of people who love the Lord simply because of who He is and just express your praise, admiration, and gratitude to Him in prayer. I pray that as you do this, as you discuss these things, as you share how the study of Romans so far has affected your life and impacted your life, and as you spend some time just glorifying the Lord and thanking Him, I pray that your hearts will be filled with wonder over just how great our God is. Amen. God bless you all.